Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the All About TRH podcast, a.k.a. All About the Real Housewives, a.k.a. All About the Truth. Today, we will be diving into everything that went on episode two of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, season 13, including responding to the accusations thrown out by the Gorkas. And then we're talking thoughts on our new housewives and just covering it all. Please make sure that you check out allabouttrh.com for all the latest updated news and make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Let's get started. Last week's episode ended with a to be continued, which to be honest was kind of unnecessary. Anytime I see a to be continued, I'm like, oh my gosh, the next episode is going to start with the craziest scene. And I mean, the drama was done and over with on the last episode of Jersey. So all we saw once today's episode started was uh, Jennifer and Bill in the car and Dolores saying F Jennifer to the ladies. Again, I just found it unnecessary. But when Jennifer leaves, Dolores is super mad and she asks the ladies whether she has gone against all of them for Jennifer. And then the lovely producers, they show us a flashback of Dolores defending Jennifer. So going against Jennifer's beliefs of Dolores doesn't defend me. And I have to say, I love Dolores. I think this fight is stupid, as I've said before, but Bravo tends I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks this, but Bravo tends to do Jennifer dirty because they show flashbacks of the times Dolores has had Jennifer's back. But in my opinion, I feel like there's been so many more times that Dolores stayed silent. But Bravo seems to be in Dolores's favor with this argument. So I think Dolores is going to come out looking better than possibly Jennifer. Now, Jennifer, she's on 10 in the car with Bill, but I think it's just because she's really hurt. Bill says Jennifer has high expectations for her friends, and that might be a problem. And over inside Margaret's house, Melissa tells Dolores the same thing. She says that Jennifer just wants Dolores to love her. New housewife Danielle steps in, and she explains that Jennifer had them, you know, in the corner for a good 45 minutes, and it sounds like she was coming from a place of hurt. I appreciate that Danielle is giving Dolores a different perspective on why Jennifer may be acting the way she is instead of hyping Dolores up. Dolores says that she wants nothing to do with it. Back in the car, Jennifer says she thought when Dolores grabbed her to chat, it was an opportunity to show her that she cared, but instead she got the opposite. Jennifer just feels like Dolores doesn't care. Jennifer says she's going to give the same back and she just at this point has to mourn the loss. I have to say, I love when we get the little scenes with the children because it just gives me old school New Jersey vibes. So it's cute to see, you know, Danielle's children. And then we see Jennifer's daughter, Olivia, make jokes about making sure she doesn't fall to not risk messing up her beautiful natural nose. She's throwing shade at her mom and she's a character that one. And then we see Margaret and she's just with her simpleton Joe. And I'm like, Jan, Margaret just drags her husband along with her everywhere and again I I just don't care to see it nothing about that those type of scenes interest me 
Over at Teresa's house, she's FaceTiming with her wedding planner. She's working on her invitations, and it sounds like she's procrastinating a little bit. She says, though, that her parties have been big and over the top, and this wedding will be just like that. She wants to make sure she gives the wow factor, and you could tell she's just really excited. She looks the happiest she's looked in a while, and I think it's nice to see. At Queen Gorka's house, Joe and Melissa are in what I think their bedroom, and Guess what, guys? They're they're discussing Teresa. As you know by now, I'm over the Gorkas, and it's crazy to me that any scene they have that's without the housewives involves Teresa. Like we just saw a clip of Teresa discussing wedding planning, and here we are yet again talking about Teresa at Melissa and Joe's house. According to Melissa, Teresa and Melissa got asked to present an award at an award show, and she tells Joe that they're barely speaking. Melissa says in her confessional that she is assuming the award show is going to be very awkward. Joe Gorka then talks about the roller skating night and says how cold Louie and Teresa were. I can't take this queen seriously at this point because it's crazy to hear Joe Gorka say that. Louie and Teresa were being cold when he went out of his way to hardly speak to them to the point that Teresa is wondering why she was invited to the roller skating party. At this point of him saying they're cold, we know Teresa and Louie have invited Joe and Melissa to three events that they've declined, but we would have never known that had we not released those text messages of the full conversation between them. So we know Teresa and Louie invited them to a charity event off camera which they declined. We know that Louis pleaded for them to go to Teresa's 50th birthday off camera. They declined. We know that Teresa invited them to come to her house for cake during filming and they declined, but they decide to invite Teresa to a roller skating party and they act very passive and distant the entire time. But now their narrative is that Teresa and Louis were cold. Do you guys understand why releasing these texts were so important? I keep saying this, but for so long, Joe and Melissa have controlled the narrative and enough is enough. They thought they were going to get away with it. And with these texts out there, they won't, but they are so damn wrapped up in this show that all they could care about is making sure they come out looking good and like the victims. Now, Melissa is annoyed that Louis called her and secured a messy Margaret. She says out of everyone, she kept her mouth shut with him and she really welcomed him. She says, quote, every time he came around, it was at my house. Then she adds, quote, when she needed to introduce him to family, she introduced him to my family. Um, I truly can't believe what's coming out of Melissa's mouth and if she actually believed what she's saying. The fact that she's acting like Louie and Teresa were always at her house is complete bullshit because both Teresa and Melissa say they re rarely hung out out of camera. So where is that coming from? I actually got annoyed that Melissa really had the nerve to say that Teresa needed to introduce him to family so she introduced him to Melissa's family. What does that even mean? Melissa's acting like Teresa needed to introduce him to a family is so bizarre. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Is she insinuating that she hosted a gathering at her home just so that Louie can meet Melissa's mom's sisters and brother-in-law? I can confirm that absolutely did not happen. But of course, Melissa just wants to paint it otherwise, even when it doesn't make any sense at all. Queen brings up the engagement party and how uncomfortable he was. And of course, they have to bring up the seating chart that they already discussed at season 12's reunion, where Melissa says that Teresa put her family at the front table next to her head slash main table, which I don't think that was true to begin with. At the engagement, I, from what I know, Teresa had her um, daughters, Louie, his family, um, and her daughters were at the very end. 
Antonia sat with her daughters at the head table and Joe and Melissa had a seat at the main table. It was two long tables together. So the people who sat at the table next to the head table were her two nephews. So Melissa and Queen's sons, because she didn't have enough room, but they were still directly next to the head table. So what does Melissa do at Teresa's engagement party? She finds the coordinator and requests to be seated next to her sons because she has to find a problem with everything. I would never in a million years go to an engagement party and find a coordinator and ask to change the seating chart because I'm being petty over the smallest thing. And yes, my head table would be just my children, to be honest. And then my brother, um, his wife, my, uh, you know, the siblings, whatever, the in-laws, I would have had the nieces and nephews at the next table. But Antonia, she stayed with the girls. I don't think it's a big deal at all that Teresa did that. And let's rewind a little. In season two of The Real Housewives of New Jersey at Adriana's christening, guess who sat at the head table? The Gorkas. So Teresa throws this big, this large christening. At this point, they're not even on the show. They act like they don't get along. And they sit at her head table. In season three of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, guess who didn't sit at the head table at Melissa and Joe Gorka's son's christening, Teresa and her family and her parents. In fact, they sat far away from the head table. Melissa had her siblings at the head table with her husband, with their husbands and her husband. And I didn't see any of Melissa's little nieces or nephews at the head table, just her sisters, their husband and her mom. Now, last season, Melissa threw her daughter, Antonia, an epic sweet 16 party and Bravo, Bravo, they filmed the entire thing. So you're probably wondering, what episode is that? When did that happen? And embarrassing enough, Bravo cut it out and they never aired it. This was a party and probably a storyline that Melissa bet on having, planning this epic Sweet 16 birthday party. She probably promised all vendors if they give her things cheaper or for free, she can guarantee them. She knows for a fact Bravo will be featuring it because they're filming it because she knew for a fact that they would be taping that. And Bravo literally did not air any of it. They didn't air the planning of it. And they didn't even air the Sweet 16. You're probably wondering where I'm going with all of this. And there was actually a head table at Antonia's Sweet 16. And guess who wasn't in it? Teresa and her girls. So it literally boggles my mind that Queen and his wife can even complain about this when they have never seated Teresa at their head table. Make it make sense. Melissa says in her confessional that Teresa keeps smacking up, whatever that means, saying, quote, it's like, screw your wife, and I'm not going to ask you to walk me down the aisle. Melissa is referring to her husband. Melissa and Joe obviously believe that Teresa should have asked him to walk her down the aisle. And I'm sick of the entitlement these two people have for someone else's wedding. It's shocking how they are okay with making this wedding about them. Melissa says that because Joe wasn't asked to walk her down the aisle, that he felt like, okay, fine. He will stand on the sidelines, which is ridiculous because he was asked to walk in the wedding from the get-go. She just never asked him to walk her down the aisle. Joe tells Melissa that they are both probably going to go their separate ways, and they say it's sad. Now, Jennifer invites Danielle over, and I'm loving everything about Danielle. Her energy is everything Jersey needs. She's so outgoing, and this show right now with how divided they are, we need someone like this. Danielle tours Jennifer's house and she's obsessed with it all. A housewife who isn't a hater is my favorite type of housewife. Danielle asked Jennifer how she's feeling after the calendar shoot, saying she felt she was in the crossfire between her and Dolores. Danielle says Jennifer has a weird dynamic with all the girls, but says Jennifer was the nicest one to her. 
Danielle said that they had a great vibe and they have similar personalities, admitting that she too could be a little bit crazy. Danielle mentions how Teresa briefed her on all the ladies and Jennifer asked whether she spoke on Margaret. Danielle says that Teresa told her stuff went down, but that Teresa's feeling positive on starting a new leaf with her. They then FaceTimed Teresa to see how the meeting with Margaret went. They asked Teresa how everything went and Teresa expressed that she's very happy with what transpired, saying it's it was very raw and real and it ultimately went really well. Teresa says Margaret didn't apologize, but they communicated and she felt a fresh breath of air. Jennifer then asked if Margaret asked Teresa about her ex BFF, Laura. Danielle asked who Laura is and Jennifer explains that Laura Lee is Margaret's ex BFF childhood best friend. Um, and Laura and Marge were inseparable for the last 40 years. They had a huge fallout and Marge iced out Laura Lee from their group of friends. Laura Lee then went and she reached out to Jennifer who brought Teresa along and they met with her off camera. They met with her last February. Um, we had two really great interviews with Laura Lee on this podcast. So if you haven't listened to it, go back. You have to, it's a must in the podcast. Laura Lee opens up about everything on why she reached out to Jennifer on what they discussed on her fallout with Marge. She told us Margaret's real thoughts on every single person on the show. So if you haven't listened, go listen right after this episode. Anyways, Jennifer explains in her confessional, if roles were reversed, Margaret would take every opportunity to meet with Jennifer's ex best friend. And Jennifer is right. Margaret got in contact with someone who told her about the bill affair. It is said that Margaret was behind the Evan rumor. And now this Melissa rumor that will come out later in the season is said to have come from Margaret. Teresa says that Laura told them everything Margaret has ever said about the cast. Danielle asked if she spoke about anyone else or just Margaret. The ladies stay silent. They smirk. But after speaking to Laura on her podcast, Laura did tell us that she spoke about everyone on the show because Margaret literally has said poor things about each and every one of them. Producers asked Danielle if she wants to know what else Laura said. And she says all extra with no shame that hell yes, she wants to know what, you know, else Laura said telling the producers, don't you want to know what it is? I really, really like this Danielle chick so far. She had me laughing without a doubt. Jennifer says she's not saying anything more because it'll make her as dirty as Margaret is. But later says in a confessional that if Margaret pisses her off, things may change. Over at Rachel's house, we meet her family and I had no idea she had a three-month-old. She looks great. She has a 15-month-old daughter and a three-month-old and a 15-year-old stepson. She explained she called him a stepson because people always question her age. She is, by the way, the first housewife to ever be born in the 90s, which makes me feel like I'm getting old because when I started, the women were much older than I was at the time, but now I'm 30. So I'm there right with them. And I did read some people say they don't want a 90s mom on the show. But as I'm rewatching Orange County, Alexis was 31 when she joined the show. And I think Gretchen may have been even younger or the same age. So Yes, while Rachel is the first person who's born in the 90s to join the show, they have had young wives, moms before on the show, and I'm totally fine with it. I think Rachel right now is 32. Rachel's daughters are absolutely adorable. I love her kitchen. Still unclear how I feel about her after the last episode, but she does have a nice home and a beautiful family. Now, Margaret invites Melissa, Jen Fessler, Jackie, and Dolores over her house. And this is when things start getting annoying, when the cast is so divided that some of them will host and not everyone is invited. I love seeing all the girls together. Melissa brings sprinkle cookies and her and Margaret laugh it off. And 
For someone who claims she doesn't use Teresa as a storyline, her actions tell me differently because she always... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brings up these damn sprinkle cookies. The one Teresa made a whole thing about. Now, Jen Fessler comes in and Margaret says she met Jen through former Real Housewives of New Jersey, um, Siggy, housewife Siggy Flicker. Margaret says that was Siggy's best friend. And Dolores backs it by saying she actually had Jen Fessler stored on her phone as Siggy's BFF. Jen says they were best friends for like two minutes, adding she hates that B-I-T-C-H. That rubbed me the wrong way, but whatever. They eat and play games. They talk about sex acts and Melissa anonymously writes she feels dirty when she licks her husband's dot, dot, dot. I don't even want to say it. The visual of it is grossing me out, but Melissa says she feels dirty because she's classy. Okay. Now they asked Melissa how LA was with Teresa. She says it was weird. That's how she explained it. She says it was weird. I'm surprised Bravo didn't film that. Melissa says that really she really hasn't spoken um, to Teresa and Joe feels sad about it. And she just feels sad for Joe. She adds, quote, oh, good. You don't want to fake it anymore because good. I don't want to either. Again, she's putting all the blame on Teresa. She's making the audience believe that this is all Teresa, that they just went to L.A. together. And it was so weird. And it was because of Teresa that she came to the roller skating party and Teresa and Louie were the were so cold. They are really working hard to make us believe otherwise. Again, had we not seen the text of Teresa and Louie trying to be on good terms with them, so many people would believe what Melissa is saying because I'll give her credit. She's pretty convincing. Margaret says not being close to Teresa is probably a relief. And Melissa agrees and says she's done worrying about how Teresa thinks, how Teresa feels, how she saw something. Marge says that she feels like she did see a different side of her, but her actions will have to back it up. And Jackie thinks Jennifer is more dangerous. And honestly, I don't think anyone cares what Jackie thinks, but Dolores does agree. Dolores says she is done with Jennifer. Margaret says she feels weird with Jennifer because they made up and she thought everything was okay. But then she found out that Jennifer and Teresa met up with her ex BFF digging for info, but it's not like they found this friend. This friend found them, whereas in I do think Margaret goes out of her way to hunt to find out things about everyone else. And Dolores confuses me because she questions how Teresa and Jennifer could be so effing petty. And it's like, choose a lane. I'm over her playing both sides when it's this divided. We go to Paul's house and it's a it's a nice bachelor pad. I feel like every man, though, I don't know if I'm the only one who thinks this, that has a bachelor pad has like dark kitchen colors they have like the navy blue the dark couches and that's exactly what he has I don't understand I don't like I wonder the thought process between guys picking furniture because they always pick like the dark and some of it looks modern and cool but a lot of the times it can come off pretty depressing and that's kind of how Paul's house was his was like modern with a hint of depressing um now Paul had a good time with the guys and Dolores is kind of happy and I'm talking about the calendar shoot. Dolores is kind of happy that Frank wasn't there because she wanted Paul to speak to the guys without Frank being there. 
no wonder Frank is worried. Paul wants to be around and he tells Dolores that. So Frank is probably going to have to go away for some time. Now, poor Jennifer and her broken toe. It takes her 10 minutes just to walk down the stairs when someone rings on her doorbell. Everyone is getting Teresa's invite and it's absolutely stunning. She even has it attached with flowers um, and we watch everyone open it. And Margaret acts all giddy saying she's excited while new housewife Rachel's husband is wondering why they were invited if they just met, um, which is so funny because, yeah, they probably would have never been invited. They would never have been invited if it wasn't for the show. But Rachel says, you know, it's a nice gesture. And of course, at the Gorka's house, Melissa and Queen are sitting, opening up the invitation together. They even do that together. Joe says it's nice. Melissa says it's cute. They then talk about the MTV Movie Awards that they went to in L.A. And of course, they need to detail their side of things because this is their storyline. Joe says how sad it is that they can't get on the red carpet and take a picture together, which I mean, they have a million of them together, but okay. Um, and if you haven't seen the text with Louis pleading for them to all be together and create memories off camera, please check out all about TRH.com because for someone who acts so heartbroken like Joe does, those texts will show you a different side of him and a different story. Queen brings up again how Melissa wasn't asked to be a bridesmaid, which confuses me because Melissa just told her girlfriends that she's happy she doesn't have to fake it anymore. Well, if that's how you felt, why would you ever expect to be in this wedding? Joe says Louis now adds fuel to the fire. I can't take this seriously because now he's trying to make Louis look bad. He says they had a bad seed with Joe Judice, and now they have another bad seed and he's done with it. It's so sad because Louis has tried so hard with Joe. He asked Joe Gorka to walk in his wedding as soon as he proposed. He told Joe right before he tried to plan family vacations with him. He begged and pleaded with Joe Gorka to come to Teresa's 50th birthday and work on their relationship off camera. But Joe Gorka mentions none of that. He's now trying to paint Louis to look bad. Joe also knows Louis had a hard season last season where he was accused of so many things like poor Louis. He, he comes in, he's just happy and in love and everyone is questioning him, targeting him. His exes are coming out. Margaret's blasting him. And then this season, Teresa's own blood is doing it. They really are trying so hard to convince viewers that he's a bad guy. And for what, like, what do they get out of this to be verified victims at Danielle's house, she's getting ready for a mozzarella party. I don't know how to say it, you guys. I'm going to say it wrong this whole time. So I'm just going to go with cheese. And they have like their Italian way of saying it. And I'm so far off from that. Um, so they're making cheese. And this does actually remind me of growing up. My mom and her sisters would all pick a house. It was always my one aunt. And they would make a Middle Eastern dish that they could freeze and eat randomly. And all the cousins would just be playing and they would be making jokes and cooking. And that's what this party reminded me of. That's what I thought it was going to look like and be. And it, and it was like that for a little bit. But Danielle says she loves hosting parties. And we see flashbacks of her doing just that. She says she really wants to lighten the mood, especially with these girls. She has a beautiful backyard and it's absolutely perfect for hosting. And she's funny. She's nervous because although her house is nice, she says Jennifer's house can eat her house, jokingly saying that if someone says her house is cute, which is code for small cozy, she's going to have a problem. 
I, I just love that fact that she is new and she's already willing to host because a lot of the times with the new housewives, it takes them forever to host or they just don't host, um, especially at their home. So I thought that's great that already it's just the first, the second episode and she's hosting. Dolores arrives first and immediately she calls the house cute and Danielle in her confessional, she jokes about it and says, oh gosh, like, here we go. I thought that was hilarious. Melissa and Margaret, they're driving up together and Margaret doesn't know if she's going to speak to Jennifer because she's pissed about Jennifer meeting with an ex-friend of hers after they, quote, genuinely made up. I mean, Margaret, at the end of the day, I don't I don't think she understands like she outed her husband for having an affair years ago. So if someone is going to reach out to Jennifer, no matter how good you guys are now, you really think she wouldn't go? I mean, I would go. Even if these two made up, Margaret humiliated Jennifer and she put something out there with no consideration to Jennifer's young children. I truly don't know why Margaret would be upset about it. Melissa says it's disgusting that they met with Margaret's ex-best friend. But what I find disgusting is Margaret going around saying Melissa cheated on the queen and Melissa's just sitting there. She's in, she doesn't even care. I don't know at this point if she even knows, but I think she does because she, no, I actually do know that at, at this scene, she knows about this. And here's why, because when Teresa and Jennifer met in February with this girl, they, uh, Teresa came back and told Louie, Louie talked to Joe about it. And he told him off camera, look, I want to look out for you. Um, this is what, you know, this was one of the many things that the friend said is that Melissa cheated on uh, um, him and Louis made sure to say like, we know it's absolutely not true, but I'm just letting you know this because the friend said Margaret has been telling everyone about that. So, uh, um, you know, at that point, Joe goes home and he tells Melissa all of that and Melissa calls Margaret. So even though they're like pretending like they don't know what was said, they're not bringing up anything, they're not talking about it. Melissa is in the car with Margaret knowing that Margaret was behind the rumor. Danielle displays Teresa's beautiful invitation and shows Teresa when she walks in. And then the Ramona Singer incident comes up where Ramona put Teresa's wedding invitation on the internet, on her Instagram story that had every single detail of Teresa's wedding. So Teresa literally has to get a whole new invitation, reset passwords to everything and talk about stressful because it's already very stressful getting married. And then that happens. Rachel asks Dolores whether she's seen Jennifer since the calendar shoot. Dolores says no. Teresa explains that Jennifer was willing to come to a charity event despite them not speaking to support Dolores. And Dolores says that Jennifer was basically lucky enough to be included. And they both kind of have good points here. Jen Fessler keeps inserting comments and asks Teresa what she thinks about it all. And Teresa says she's close with both of them and she just wants them to work it out. Dolores wants Teresa to stop sticking up for her, and then Jennifer walks in, and things get really awkward until Fessler asks for a napkin because her thighs are sweating, and everyone starts giggling, and that kind of helps the tension. They ask Teresa how L.A. was with Melissa, and Teresa says she had a great time with her. Notice how Melissa and Joe had complete different stories. Melissa acted like it was awkward, and Teresa says it was great. Based on text messages, my bets are that Teresa and Melissa did have a good time together. Teresa acknowledges Queen is still upset with her about what she said at the season 12 reunion. She says that she said sorry. She doesn't know what else she can do. Teresa says she's in a happy place and she just wishes he was happy for her. She talks about her therapy and admits that admits the Italian in her never believed in ther therapy before, but she loves her therapist. 
Fessler asks if Italians really have that much of a stigma on therapy, and everyone quickly responds that they do. Rachel says that Italians don't discuss how they feel, and Fessler says all Jews go to therapy. They then amen to the Jews going to therapy. Melissa and Margaret walk in, and nothing's awkward so far until Jennifer asks if Jackie's coming. Danielle says she didn't invite Jackie, and in her confessional explains why, saying she hasn't had good interactions with Jackie. And then we see flashbacks of Jackie eyeing her up and down, and Jackie's coming off very rude. Rachel says that Jackie was also rude to her, and I'm sure Jackie's at home, like, in the corner crying about this, which is which is kind of sad, but she's probably so upset she wasn't invited. She probably, again, the new housewives, typically, they don't host this soon. She probably didn't expect Danielle to host right away, and now she's regretting how she was acting. And I know she just did an interview where she was like, you know, it, it kind of sucked to be a friend of the housewife. It, it did hurt my ego, but I, I still went to everything, but we don't see her here. And I do not blame Danielle for not inviting her based on their interactions. Jennifer then asks Rachel if that's why Rachel snapped at her because of Jackie being rude to her. Rachel gets defensive and then they recount what happened. And Margaret asks why they're talking about her because it, it's all about Margaret, basically. Um, and Margaret's confused because, you know, Jennifer accepted the apology. So why is she talking about her? Margaret says, stop going back. And it's about moving forward. And Danielle cheers saying, leave the BS at the door and like, let's make cheese. And then they make some laughs. Um, they say the word is so Italian. Like, and you know, I, again, I don't know how to say it. So I'm just saying cheese. Um, these good looking guys are teaching the girls how to make it. And the ladies keep making sexual jokes and Dolores calls them sick for getting turned on by cheese. It was a funny scene and I'm thankful to Danielle for doing something different, but very Jersey like, I feel like only in Jersey would they be doing something like this. Margaret pulls Jennifer to the side. Uh, she says she thought they moved on, but heard about Jennifer meeting with her ex BFF and Jennifer, she admits to it. She says, yeah, she was just curious after being asked to meet up. Jennifer says she's not even bringing up anything Laura Lee said to the table. Jennifer says she owns up to everything while Margaret says Jennifer is digging. And Margaret has it wrong. Margaret's best friend, again, reached out to Jennifer. Now Margaret happens to know a lot on each of the lady behind the scenes. So, I mean, if anyone's digging, it's Margaret. Margaret wants Jennifer to say she made a mistake, but Jennifer says she didn't. So she's not going to say that. And I respect Jennifer for owning it, standing her ground, and just saying she was curious, being honest about it. Why she has to say it was a mistake is beyond me. I'm so over it, Margaret going after Jennifer. Since Jennifer's been on, that's all we've ever seen. They go back and forth. And then Margaret labels Jennifer paranoid and calls their conversation disturbing. Nothing was disturbing. So I'm really confused about the interaction here. Margaret tells Teresa that she needs to get Jennifer into therapy. Margaret says Jennifer needs help. And Jennifer's having a conversation, but she hears um, what Margaret is saying. She was talking to Melissa. She hears what Margaret is saying. She turns around and tells Margaret she doesn't get to say that. She doesn't get to say that Jennifer needs help. And Margaret says Jennifer has issues with everyone like Dolores. Jennifer replies that she has no issues with Dolores and that Dolores has issues with her. And Dolores turns to face her questioning what issues she has. And Jennifer tells Dolores you know, basically, never mind, you don't care, right? So disregard. She adds, quote, Dolores, who? We're good. Dolores then gets up like she's about to do something to Jennifer. I, I really thought she was going to attack her. They basically, though, have the same fight that they had on the last episode. So I don't really care to recap that part. Fessler steps in the fight and says that neither of them are owning up to their part and Dolores is not having it. She tells Fessler to step back. 
And this is the wrong crowd to insert herself in. And Fessler backs away and starts attacking her cheese. And that part was kind of confusing and concerning. Um, Jennifer then asked Teresa to not see any of these people near her at the wedding, which makes Teresa ask whether the group thinks a wedding with no seating arrangements is weird. And of course, that's Margaret's opportunity to, to say that Teresa, yeah, has a history of having issues with seating charts, saying it's probably a good idea since, especially the last time, they had issues. Teresa says that Melissa was sitting at her table because, of course, the engagement then gets brought, brought up. And Teresa says that Melissa was sitting at my table. Melissa accuses Teresa of lying and Melissa's getting heated. She's like, you know, this has been, she's been hurt about this. So she gets up like she's getting heated. Melissa says that one table had Dina, Louis's family and her kids. And that the other table had uh, Melissa's family with like her hairstylist trying to downplay the other table. But obviously Teresa gets her hair done like every day. Um, and she's best friends with her hairstylist. So that's someone she's extremely close to. It's not just like a random hairstylist. Teresa asked why she wouldn't want Melissa and her only brother to sit next to her. Melissa, in a jealous tone, says that Teresa was sitting next to Louis' sisters. Teresa says, why would she lie about this? Melissa says she doesn't give a shit. And Teresa asks why she brought it up when they were in New York then. If you don't give a shit, why are you bringing it up? Melissa says it's because Teresa was fighting with Joe, calling him a piece of shit when she didn't include her in the wedding and didn't seat them at the table at the engagement. Teresa's acting calm and explains why she didn't have Melissa walk in the wedding with all that Margaret Louis drama last season. Melissa freaks out. She tells Teresa to stop blaming her for that. I feel like Teresa just struggles how to lay out the facts. And what Teresa should have done here is explain it how she explained it to Margaret because that was the honest truth. But I think when things get heated and escalate, Teresa, you know, she she's kind of all over the place. She just is. And here's my thing. Melissa says she doesn't give a shit about being a bridesmaid, but she makes the whole season about her not being a bridesmaid. Melissa says she doesn't give a shit about the seating chart when she absolutely gives a shit about the seating chart. So instead of saying you don't care to her face and then behind her back, constantly bringing it up and constantly talking about it, just be honest about the whole thing. I just think it's all very confusing because she clearly gives a shit. So just stop acting like you don't. Now, next week's episode looks crazy because this is the first time we hear from Gabriella, who I don't think I've ever really heard her speak. She hates getting involved in anything. She always stays in the background. And just so you guys know, she actually just got accepted to the University of Michigan, which is awesome because that's an incredible school. But yeah, we just never hear from her. So next week, she chimes in on what's going on. And Louis and Joe Gorka, they go head to head after the podcast that Joe Gorka did where he said, that Teresa's daughters had food on the table because of him while Teresa was in prison. Um, I remember when this first came out, I was the first person to take the clips and put it out because I was, I was just shocked. I was shocked with what was coming out of their mouth. The fact that they felt they could do this. So I think the podcast was um, taped in May or something and released in May. I don't know for sure. Um, so I have to figure out the timeline, but they say that, you know, in the podcast, they said that Teresa owes them a thank you and says that the reason Teresa was able to have a prison special was because of them. Um, he explained when Teresa was in prison, Joe wasn't working, so they had no income. And if it 
if Joe and Melissa weren't on the show, their kids would not be living in that house. They wouldn't have food. They wouldn't have whatever they had. Um, and that they deserve a thank you from Teresa. And it's funny because I remember uh, Joe Gorka ended up going on Watch It Happens Live after that podcast was released. And Andy Cohen was like, just so you know, we paused filming because of Teresa. Like we wanted to wait for Teresa. It had nothing to do with you guys or any of that. And Joe looks so uncomfortable. But yeah, that's episode two. I mean, it's getting crazy in Jersey, you guys, and it's only the beginning. Thank you for listening and supporting. Please make sure you're subscribed. We recently made a podcast Instagram account at All About TRH Podcast. So please follow and check out AllAboutTRH.com for the latest news on your favorite and not so favorite Real Housewives. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.